get that frog out of your throat or do i <laughs> or do i uh, i have no other obligations today this you are listening to a very happy ambush <laughs> nice Did why are you so today? happy well uh you know i've been in this city since 2016 hard at work doing some very, very amazing things that I love, very passionate about. And sometimes that passion can blind you. Uh-huh. And then you get lost in the sauce. Uh-huh. And then that sauce thickens. Okay. And then you got to season it. Oh. Right? Am I getting off? No, nope, you're doing too much. Okay. Anyway, I've been working so long that I've neglected taking vacations. Uh-huh. But today is day one. Nebraska. I'm in heaven. He's on break. I haven't done anything special. I don't have anything special planned. In the attempt to plan to go somewhere for my vacation, I started creating uh, work in the places where I wanted to go. Yeah. So, just put myself there and stay at home. And then we play some PlayStation, read mm-hmm. some comics, mm-hmm. you know. Organizing our storage. I'm so excited. Which I say is not vacation, but, um, you know, he says that will make him happy. And so then do what you will make you happy when you are on your vacation. It's like a big old game of Tetris. I okay. This I, this, I understand it. I love yeah. It. Like, I, I, I do wait. get it. <sighs> Just not vacation <laughs> behavior. But anyway, uh, <laughs> welcome to a whole new life. Yeah. What's this vacation let, crap you guys? Let's see how about. how different it is next Thursday. Oh. When you roll when we roll in here. I'm you know, hmm. text fam friends, squad. Yeah. Pay attention to today's uh, you know, show and then what does it look like next week? Is he awake? <laughs> is he the most alert he's ever been? Uh, you know. <laughs> I'm excited to see if there's a difference. Yeah. I just I want you to get will. moments of relaxation. Because it's uh, on the go all the time for you. It's true. It's true. So I'm, I'm excited. In, you have shorts on today, too. So, you know. I'm in the studio with ball shorts on. It's it's pretty amazing. This is a brand new ambush. Oops, sorry. <laughs> okay. Let's I got re- my knee brace and everything. Let's reel it in. Ow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, really, I'm just excited. I'm all over. He's a giddy little kid. Yep. Rudo. Good morning, everybody. Man. Okay. Rudo says good morning, Thursday fam. Guess what email from X-Ray your boy Rudo got this week? <gasps> it's happening. You're invited to attend a volunteer host orientation <gasps> September 8th from 7 to 8.30 p.m. Taking place on Zoom. Congrats. Congratulations, nice. Rudo. Welcome to the family. Stapled sounds. Let's go. Oh, that's tight. Yeah. Super tight. Very Super excited. Tight. All right. All right. Wow. I, I, I'm really trying not to yell into the mic. My <laughs> excitement is very big right now. 
Oh, man. Congratulations, Rudo. That's dope. Yes, sir. And uh, congratulations to X-Ray, because I know that's going to uh, be yeah. a great yeah. show. Yes. You know, add it yeah. to the roster. I'm here for it. Man. <sighs> well, how are you? You're not on vacation. I'm not. But how's... <laughs> <laughs> how is your recovery? How's that going? From? The COVIDs. Oh, uh-huh. You know? You know, sure. I think it's... <laughs> I'm here. I'm not packing up your lungs. Yeah, things are fine. I am, uh, you know, if you have too many projects, and I know that you can relate to this, but having too many, so many projects, I uh, kind of don't know where I am at all times <laughs> right now. So asking me, how are you? I don't know. Uh, right. Ask me in, uh, you know three hours and see if I have remembered all the things I'm supposed to do today. Let me take a look at this spreadsheet, these text messages and find out how I am. Yeah. Cause I can't. And, and then aggregate yeah. the data and yeah. Yeah. How do you say that? I believe so. Okay. You got to merge some fields, you know, you know, cells. So, okay. Merge some cells. <laughs> I am not the most savvy with the spreadsheets. It's yeah. I am. I am. Um, I'm tired. I'm also going to say, you know, I don't know how many only children are listening uh, right now, mm. but man, this is hard right. when your parents are getting older and you are the only person who is like obligated. <laughs> 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 it's not that other people aren't going to help. Right, it's just that right. the obligation is mine. Yeah. There is no, yeah. you know, and man, they, they need stuff. Yeah. And. So, yeah, it's just kind of like, am I okay today? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Depends. Dep Depends on what call I get within two hours. Oh, that's it. Yeah. That's it. It's the morning and the evening. <laughs> call me in the middle of the day, and I know everything's fine. <laughs> it does not act. That's not actually true. But yeah. that's, yeah. Nebraska is an only child. This is why you and I, just from the beginning. Yeah. yeah there's been a kindred spirits kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's hard. It is not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to make it sound like my parents are awful or anything. I love them dearly. It's a lot it, of responsibility. It is so much And it's work. always been this way. There was no one else in the house except the VCR. No. Program remotes. This is why they think I'm a genius. Hook up a TiVo. <laughs> no. Nobody no. had a TiVo. <laughs> Come on. You got, what? My, yep. dad, my dad taught me how to, like... <clears throat> do the cable mm -hmm. and uh that was like pretty much the last thing he taught me he taught you how to drive and hook up coaxial yes it was like and you're uh, on your way you're on your way <laughs> you can do it all now he tried to teach me how to change a tire and i was like i'm not doing this <laughs> like, not even, like daddy don't we have triple i'm not even Why paying attention right now you should probably get off the ground <laughs> <laughs> wow wow yeah <laughs> Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. I don't wow. know how we got here. Does, Good morning. Does he know Luigi that? Boop. Does he? Should I tell him? Hey, Pop. Remember that time you tried to teach? Oh, I'm pretty sure he or... would retell the story much like that. <laughs> yeah, I tried. I took this girl. Told her we're gonna. This girl. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna change a tire because you got to know how to do that. You know, she's gonna drive across the country. She's got to know how to do that. Right. And she told me she's not paying attention. Yeah, I can see. <laughs> I I think he will definitely retell that story the same way. Oh yeah, yeah. Tell me she was paying attention. Yeah, she said she's got insurance. Someone will come get her. <laughs> Which I probably did. I probably said that. Have you heard of roadside assistance, Dad? Come I mean, on. it's a thing. Come on. Come on. That's funny. Anyway. <sighs> we got some stuff today. Yeah, we do. National stories. 
Uh, Military Academy West Point has KKK imagery at the entrance of their science building because actually that's where it belongs, <laughs> as opposed to the arts and humanities. Well, where else would you put the Grand Wizards? Yeah, wizards got to do science. Yeah, that's how that works. And after weeks of harassment, Boston Hospital now received a bomb threat. <laughs> I cannot wait to get into that story. Uh, in local news, <laughs> State Rep James Heave sprayed mm. mace at protesters while hanging out with the Proud Boys. Double duty. You know, <laughs> Hannah Montana. And Oregon's next governor could be a machine gun toting darling. That's right. GOP mega donor. That's right. We brought it back. We brought it you. back because uh, we didn't get to Betsy last week. And, um, you know, she deserves our attention. She deserves our attention. And uh, the it's the it's the things I'm seeing online that 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 worry me mm. the most. And I'm not, you know, stomach churning worried, but I am like. Oh no, people's thinkers are broken. And so we're gonna <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of work to do here. Yeah. Uh so yeah, we had to bring it back. Yeah, yeah. And at eight forty five, news editor for the Portland Mercury, Alex Zelensky will be joining us to talk about the fire bureau being critically understaffed and what that means for emergency services. Whew. Alex, She's back. She's back. She's back. She's back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Same. Cause I'm on vacation. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Everybody ready yourself now. He's gonna say that like seventeen thousand times. The, just know it. I'm gonna the find next a way hour and fifteen minutes. I'm, I'm just just know that. Oh huh? Oh, I'm on vacation. <laughs> well, I I feel like I would have a better understanding of this were I not on vacation. Mm, mm -hmm. So I'm gonna need you to recontextualize this for a vacation Ooh. mind. Oh, I like this. Huh? That's a bars. I came up with that just now. Yeah. I saw it. All right, vacation music break. <laughs> Come on, that old Stro Elliott man. That was some vacation music break right there. Oh yeah, that guy's incredible. I played some of his tracks over the weekend at the summer series, and I mean, I'm surrounded by some of the best musicians in Portland. Knocked their socks off. They're like, "What is this? What's going on? <laughs> what are you playing?" Played a selection performance. Like, you know, socks gone. Socks gone. <laughs> what are you going to do now? How are you going to drive home with no socks? You know, I think people probably be okay. So. Not in this heat. That's terrible. You're okay, right. I mean, you're, you're not wrong. wrong. Your shoes. You're yeah. not. I don't disagree. Shoes ruined. <laughs> so. <laughs> socks gone, socks shoes gone, ruined. Shoes ruined. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is my fiance, Morgan Jones, DJ Ambush. Be a part of the show. Shoot us a text at 971-220-5979. Good morning, you know, Crystal. Hey, hey, hey. You know, I meant to ask Rudo, are you an only child? Am I the only one in the community right now that isn't an only child? No, certainly not. I don't mean like the greater community. I mean like our listening community. Our, our certainly not. Our participating <laughs> community. Our community of four. Yeah, I don't think. No one, else, <laughs> <laughs> no one else is Texas yet but Rudo. So it's me, you, Nebraska, and Rudo. Okay, fair enough. But you could ask everybody else if they are. Oh, yes. You know. The rest of you. <laughs> the unnamed supporters. <laughs> the unnamed. Malcolm, are you an only child? Crystal, are you an only child? I wonder what the follow-up is going to be to this. Mm. 
Because once they respond, if they respond, what the is, it, gonna... is this just data you want to have in your back yeah. pocket? Okay. They're gonna be like, oh, okay, this is good for my vacation. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> next I'll be like, so what's up with you guys' personal business? <laughs> Only children. Tell us everything. Tell us, tell us it all. <laughs> no, how many sibs do you have then? You know, no. Oh, all right, fine. Well, let's talk about West Point. Hmm? Give me the goods. They are displaying a Ku Klux Klan plaque at the entrance to the science building. Uh, Congressional Naming Commission has found this. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how we come across these stories and some of these headlines. It's like when you're watching a movie and they have someone reading a newspaper and then there's this big, bold story on the newspaper and it's like oh, wow that couldn't be real you know it's like they put all these <laughs> crazy fictional stories that are happening you know and it's like oh, only in the movie what do you mean what do you mean well i think my fit most favorite part about it and you'll mm-hmm. you'll give us the whole thing is that you know it this is this is found in uh the year 2000 the year of our lord <laughs> like, it is it is uh it they were today's years old when they found it and i just don't understand like how that's true yeah well i'll tell you how okay, it's please, true please according to a new report from the congressional naming commission the united states military academy west point has a plaque with the name ku klux klan written out <laughs> and a hooded figure displayed at the entrance to bartlett hall the military's academy science center Congress established the commission to provide recommendations to the Department of Defense or renaming Confederate markers on U.S. military installations. The commission released their second of three final reports to Congress on Monday. The report focused on Confederate markers at both West Point in New York and the U.S. Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland. The commission said the plaque falls outside of its purview because the commission is solely tasked with identifying and providing recommendations on new names for Confederate markers at military installation. <clears throat> the Ku Klux Klan was established after the war, after the Civil War, by Confederate veterans. The group is still active and is classified as a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. The marker falls outside the remit of the commission. However, there are clearly ties in the KKK to the Confederacy, the report states. The marker that includes the words Ku Klux Klan is part of a larger piece of artwork called a triptych that appears at the entrance of the campus science building. The triptych references the history of the United States as told in bronze relief and has three panels that are each 11 feet by 5 feet. The part of the artwork that shows the Klan member is in a, quote, small section on the second panel titled one nation under God, indivisible. Uh-huh. Interesting place to have it. Uh, the artwork dedicated in 1965 was originally dedicated to West Point graduates who served in World War II and Korea. According to the Academy's Public Affairs Office, the triptych late sculptor Laura Garden Fraser, quote, wanted to create art that depicted historical incidents or persons that symbolized the principal events of that time thereby documenting both tragedy and triumph in our nation's history. I wonder which side of the coin that's on. <clears throat> Adding, quote, West Point does not accept, condone, or promote racism, sexism, or any other biases. The Academy continues to graduate its most diverse classes ever, 
with respect to ethnicity, gender, experience, and background. The Public Affairs Office said in the statement, the U.S. Military Academy's Public Affairs Office acknowledged they had received the Naming Commission's report and said they are, quote, reviewing the recommendations and will collaborate with the Department of the Army to implement changes once approved. The statement continues, quote, West Point's mission is to develop leaders of character who internalize Army values, the ideals of duty, honor, country, and the Army ethic. As a values-based institution, we are fully committed to creating a climate where everyone is treated with dignity and respect. The renaming of bases with Confederate monikers has been a year-long process. It first became a hot-button political issue in the final months of the Trump administration, when then-President Donald Trump blasted the idea, accusing others of wanting to, quote, throw those names away. Yes, it's true. The commission was established in the 2021 National Defense Authorization Act, which Trump vetoed. In the waning days of his administration, Congress delivered its first and only veto override during his tenure, approving the legislation with overwhelming bipartisan support. Outside of the KKK plaque, the commission identified 12 assets with the Confederate name association that should be renamed at West Point and three assets at the U.S. Naval Academy. Twelve assets alone at West Point. Yeah. I just want to real quickly go back to the uh, the plaque was designed to give or to uh, present to the soldiers or that fought in World War II. Is that what you said? Yeah. There were a solid amount of black soldiers there, a solid amount of non-white soldiers, you know? Right. Uh, why would we, why would that, who is, what is it for? If not for continued white supremacy. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't give me that as a gift, please. Don't, <laughs> that's not, that is not for that's not something I want. That's not for gifting. No. Again, it's 2022. And I understand that there are going to be things that we stumble upon, uh, relics of the past, that yes. we're like, uh, wow, I can't believe that thing existed and everybody was fine with it or, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, this is today. Like, it's now. It's now. I also... To sort of uh, separate there, this isn't really a Confederate thing, so we really can't do anything. We're just like noting it that right. the uh, the Ku Klux Klan is, you have to walk past that in order to get into the science building. Um, but then they tie it together. They, it complete, they are the in cahoots, if you will. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm... I, I'm interested to see if there is action on that placard um, because I am getting increasingly more tired of hearing just how much uh, every single institution is committed to the diversity yeah. and the equity that uh, has, you know, so long been <laughs> not prioritized. Do you not believe them? I don't. Oh, all right. I don't. Uh, I, I want to believe, I want to, I want, I want it to be true, I guess is what I mean. Right. Um, but the actions don't, don't come with it. Right. And the experiences of people that are not white men in the military are, can, they're, they're still, we're still in the same boat. So that, that commitment is for who, you know, 
it's for show, it's for chatting about it, it's yeah. for um, cover or whatever. I don't know. But <clears throat> I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing just how committed to diversity folks are when they're still saying things like uh, tolerance. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure the defense for some people will be like, it's no big deal. No one really even pays attention to you it. You don't even see it. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, it's no big deal. <laughs> You're do away with it. Take her down. Yeah. <laughs> Swap it out. No one's really paying attention. Swap it out. I mean, what? It's one of three panels. Get that panel out. Put something out. I, I mean, what do you Pack it up. I remember during the uh, Confederate statues um, coming down mm-hmm. and what was that? 2017, 2018, something like that. I remember people saying, well, what about the artist? What about the artist that did that? Do you really want to destroy their art? And um, <laughs> LOL, I, I don't know. Like what? And also who, who has to, what has to be destroyed in order for it to not be displayed? Like it doesn't have to be um, a burn party right. in order for that plaque to come down or that statue that, you know, of Stonewall Jackson, like that, you don't have to destroy it, just move it. And from what I understand, that's what they've been doing. They've just been deplatforming well, yeah. them and then storing them somewhere. Well, yeah, because yeah. you can't actually, you know, those are our forefathers or whatever. We yeah. got to keep those around. Yeah. It's, yeah. As an artist, mm-hmm. if I created some offensive piece of art, you know, back in the MySpace days, which I may have, who knows? Wow. You know, yeah. MySpacer. Uh, <laughs> And it came back, and someone was like, well, what about the artist? I was like, well, can you divorce me from that? I don't. I no longer subscribe. I no longer. I unchecked the bell. Yeah. Yeah, get that out of here. As the artist. But please. that, so that is a, that, that <clears throat> signifies growth, right? And yeah. the, there is definitely something that I believe artists artists definitely get defensive about their art, yeah. right? Like, uh, I made that 20 years ago, and 20 years ago, that made sense. Cool. So it's now no longer 20 years ago, and it doesn't make sense anymore. That should just be that. And instead, it's like, but I was honoring, or I was yeah. trying to, you know, and depicting real life is not a problem. It is. Right. <laughs> it is. Why is it there? Why are you why are you depicting that at the military academy? What do you think that signifies? Right. What does it say to all of the non-white soldiers or uh, um Yeah. Cadets. What are they called? No, no. They're not called cadets? Yeah, sure. It's <laughs> not what I was going for though. <laughs> Never mind. Um Apparently, I also have vacation brain, but I'm not even close to on vacation. Anyway, what does it signify? What do you think that means? How are people supposed to deal with that? It's the same thing as like asking uh, children to walk through the doors of a Confederate school. Yeah. Like, Robert and just, yeah, just completely normalizing who those people are and uh, normalizing them being, um, having the status of buildings named after them and streets named after them and institutions. And like, that's who we're honoring. That's who we uplift. What is the matter with us? 
Am I uh, yelling? No, you're not. <laughs> um, I I would also love to ask one of these artists. Uh, would you make that today? Right. Do you? Do you? Would you make that today? Or, no, you wouldn't. All right, then maybe it deserves to be covered with a tarp wrapped up you know what securely moved to another location you can have it back you've been paid for it i mean it's been there forever i bet uh you know the whatever generation of grandchildren yeah of that artist uh they could put it in their garage and you know and talk about it. uh great granny's beautiful art that was then i, I don't care if it's a you know yeah um, now, a scandal in your family now, yeah. but get it out of everybody else's face. But now it's in the way of the deep freezer and <laughs> nowhere to, to put, you know, the kids' bikes because we got this. You know, I would definitely be upset about there. that. You yeah, gotta have know. bike storage. Yeah, yeah. Don't be messing with our bike storage. For anyone that doesn't know, because uh, you helped me out with this, could you explain? Give a brief little uh, synopsis of how we even got here with the uh with all of these statues and monuments like because again these weren't erected during the time of these people's lives it was far afterwards that the daughters of the confederacy if I'm correct, mm -hmm. were like hey you know what we need to remind these people who think they're free yeah no you <laughs> that's that's pretty much it uh it definitely was an intimidation tactic and a real-time rewriting of history. So we have always we have always been told by the people who are upholding white supremacy that that's not what they're doing. Right. That what they are doing is just uh, heritage or, uh, you know, that's my granddaddy did blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, I don't even care about race, but, you know, they always give you something. Right. Uh, the Daughters of the Confederacy do not uh, apologize, you know, for the way that they feel. Um, and it's not just them. I mean, there there are a lot of there were a lot of groups that put uh, a large effort into um, dominance and putting Confederate soldier statues that are huge, that are uh gold that are in the middle of the town square and we you know big, every single things. person has to walk past it you know um that very much was purposely to say we are still in charge yeah uh i don't care that you get to like go into the you know maybe we took get, down the whites only sign yeah but uh... but, but we still mean it and so <laughs> and know your place it, right. it is literally to continue a hierarchy continue a caste system and to whitewash what has happened. Mm -hmm. Rewrite history as, you know, in real time, which yeah. I mean, we're, I remember, I think that we have talked about this before. I was not a history buff while in high school. I thought, why do I care about any of this for, for the most part, boring. super boring. Um, I wish that they could find a way, a, a different way to teach history because man, is it fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then I didn't care. And I, but I would always wonder like, well, so what was happening then? What, what were the people doing? Yeah. What, how did, how did this happen? Uh, where was the revolt? Mm. Yeah. And um, now I'm living it. Yes. Yeah. I think... I, I'm living in and have have been living it for uh, the lifetime. <laughs> like, yeah. 
terrible things are happening. Systemic injustices are just completely normal. And they're so normal that there is somehow a debate to be had that if it's real or not. Yeah. You know, like because that is that is an indoctrination of information uh, yeah. from the beginning of your education. And it's not just uh, in school. I mean, just in your experiences and how normalized all of these things are. And you don't realize that as a kid, obviously, but it certainly yeah. shapes the way that you see things and changes your perspective on certain stuff. And, and, you know, the people that raise you have a large hand in that. And if you don't want to unlearn those things mm -hmm. that have uh, honestly held you back, uh, you're not going to. It, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to say everything. Many things I've been taught were wrong. Mm -hmm. And and then to do something about it and to change, you know, like learn what actually happened. You have to do so much more work to find out what actually happened in this country. Right. <laughs> because as a country, we spend more time saying that's not that didn't happen that way or it didn't happen for that reason right. or <laughs> it, it really wasn't about. Right. Slavery, like in, you know, with Ron DeSantis right now in Florida saying or, you know, basically rewriting history of slavery and saying, yeah. you know, hey, most of those slaves were already here. That, <laughs> we weren't really a part of the Atlantic slave trade. It cut us some slack. One, that's a humongo lie. And two, what's the point of that? What What do you think that's supposed to supposed to signify? Right. You know, um. So, yeah, I mean, we're doing it. It's real time. And what are the people doing? I don't know. Yeah, I can imagine that um, history would have been a lot more interesting if what we were being taught was accurate. Just that. Yeah. If it I was mean, just good point. accurate. It would be like, whoa, that's happening right now. This is why history is important. Like, I can imagine. That's a really good point. You know what I'm saying? But they don't. But instead, it's like. The pilgrims were absolutely welcomed. There was a feast. Man, look <laughs> at this corn. You know, you know, let's build cornucopias. Everyone, get your hands out. We're going to make turkeys. Yes. Right. Oh, we'll never forget. Uh, also, and when I was in, um, what was that? Maybe pre-K, first grade kind of thing. Like, I look back on some of these pictures of, yeah, yeah. you know, school performances, yes. and I'm like, what were we doing? <laughs> like. Paper feathers. Yes. Uh, you know, the all the oh yeah. no, yeah. why are we why'd we do that? Man. So yeah, if it was if it was being taught to us accurately, it would have been fascinating. Yeah. If you if and you, relevant. If you had like a mural of, you know, instead of George Washington chopping down cherry trees, you know. <laughs> you know, maybe him uh you know getting those teeth from those people that were that he owned. Yeah. Stop telling us his teeth were wooden. You, Why you, would you tell us that? If we had a picture of him standing on his porch counting slaves, let's say, you know, tallying that up. I think, you know, maybe. I, I, I mean, there'd be a lot of questions. Yeah. There'd be a lot of, why is he on my money? <laughs> you know? Why Why are all of these people on? What, what? What? I've got a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. Do we want to roll into this or do we take a break? I don't. I, what do you want to do here? I want to roll into it, okay. and then when we come back from break, uh, hop into some of these text messages 
we did get a response from Malcolm. Malcolm was an only child. Welcome to the club. Me, you, and Nebraska. Yep. It's Ru- fun. Rudo, however, is not. He's in your club. That's right. Yeah. That's right. We see where the uh, comic book nerds unite. That's cool. Let's do it. We have united. Okay. You gotta think of something <laughs> like hey, Rudo, come up with a team name. And then, like, leave it open so we can add more people like the Avengers. It can't be a duo name. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> <laughs> the thing is, Rudo's gonna come with seven really good names yeah. right yeah, now. Yeah, he is. He is. So, I we're. I just want to, I want to, I want to preface with, we have a sound clip for the end of this and it's about a minute and a half, but it really demonstrates what we will then uh, talk about. Mm -hmm. So Boston Children's Hospital receives a bomb threat following weeks of harassment over transgender care. Boston Children's Hospital received a bomb threat late Tuesday night. Uh, According to officials, quote, we remain vigilant in our efforts to battle the spread of false information about the hospital and our caregivers. The hospital said in a statement to ABC News, we are committed to ensuring the hospital is a safe and secure place for all who work here and come here. We will provide additional information as we are able. A threatening phone call came into the hospital around 8 p.m., according to the hospital and the police. The Boston police bomb squad responded to the scene and there was no bomb found. Official said it is an ongoing investigation and is unclear if the call is related to the ongoing harassment. Quote, we moved swiftly to protect our patients and employees, and we are working with law enforcement and outside experts as they closely investigate this situation. Mm. Boston Children's Hospital is home to the nation's first pediatric and adolescent transgender health program, according to the hospital. After it posted a now-removed informational video about the gender-affirming care it provides for patients, far-right social media accounts and commentators begin harassing the institution. Uh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, gender-affirming surgeries are only offered for people 18 years and older, and a patient must take various steps before they are eligible for surgery. However, the hospital says that the inf- misinformation about this and its trans care that has been spreading online, sparking backlash and threats against the center and the staff. Uh, We are deeply concerned by these attacks on our clinicians and staff fueled by misinformation and a lack of understanding and respect for our transgender community, reads a past statement from the hospital concerning the attacks. So before Nebraska plays this sound, I I don't know if you all know who Matt Walsh is. Mm -hmm. Matt Walsh is um, a right-wing commentator who is, I I don't know, I kind of look at all of them as grifters, but... So I don't know if he believes what he says, but I kind of think he does because, you know, he made a whole terrible documentary called What is a Woman or something like that. Um, He works for Ben Shapiro, (laughs) like all the things that should make you say, um, ew, gross. No, thank you. Yeah, he is. He but but the but the thing that I want to make sure I get across is that. He, much like Ben Shapiro, have this, um, get to wrap their bigotry, their racism, mm-hmm. their sexism. They get to wrap it all in like this intellectual, I'm just pseudo intellectual. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That is definitely it. But it's the, I'm not a, I'm not a fighter. I'm not saying we should, you know, hurt anybody. I'm just saying that all of these things are wrong and you should be, you know, think like me. 
And that's a convenient position for someone who should be fought all the time. <laughs> you know? Well, I'm well, not, you know, also, I'm not about violence. You should be getting smacked around. Not about violence, but totally don't understand how violent words are right. and can be and how harmful and what the harm that comes from that. And they are literally the people when they hear words are violence, cannot wrap their head around that. So it's just like a joke to them. Right. And, oh, these snowflakes and the blah, blah, blah. Now words hurt, you know. Um, they really, I, I don't know if that's a purposeful not getting it or if they are just not smart enough mm -hmm. to understand how uh, there are consequences <laughs> for all that free speech you do. Um, <laughs> so the clip that we have is basically a just showing exactly how those words turn into action and create violence and harm. Today on the Matt Walsh Show, children's hospitals around the country are butchering, mutilating, and sterilizing their young patients. So according to Boston Children's Hospital, literally every toddler who has ever been born or will ever be born is trans. Now, if it seems like they're casting the widest imaginable net in order to catch the most children they can, and put them all on a path to sterilization and butchery before they can even talk? Well, that's because that's exactly what these monsters are doing. And they've done it up until this moment without much resistance from the public. Well, that has to end. We have to stop making it so easy on them. And that's why I'm in the very early stages of trying to organize a national coordinated effort to fight back against this evil. Now, it's really just a matter of where do we begin? Maybe we begin at Boston Children's Hospital. Boston Children's Hospital says its staff is being threatened and harassed now after far-right activists on social media posted misinformation, claiming they perform gender-affirming hysterectomy procedures on young girls. The hospital says it's not true. They do not perform those procedures for anyone under the age of 18. Boston Children's Hospital says it is proud, though, to be home to the first pediatric and adolescent transgender health program in the United States. The hospital, though, now is working with law enforcement to try to better protect its staff in the face of these lies. So. I don't like the word misinformation. I don't like the word disinformation. Lies. Fabrication. Just, just call it lies. Bro. Yeah. Uh, but it's lies isn't even a strong enough word. Like it's propaganda. Mm -hmm. It is. Right. Dangerous and it is violent to completely uh misconstrue. No, maybe that's not it either. Uh fabricate. Okay, yeah. yeah. To completely fabricate what is actually happening um in order to be mad at something. Like I have this is something that I cannot understand. A thing isn't happening. And then the, the people on the right say this thing is happening and now we're arguing about a thing that isn't happening. I refuse to do it. I I like, refuse to do it. That is the discourse though. That's yeah. like literally how every single one of these things goes. We're not and then all of a sudden there's too many people that believe it. They yeah. just believe that hysterectomies, everybody gets one at <laughs> four years old. Like they Yeah. And the now most we're tasked with producing the data that proves that that's not real. The lie, and it's like, no, uh, no, 
this is it is so frustrating yeah and that is that somehow even feels dismissive to say that it is um infuriating how it how it works and it works every single time and we are our eye is off the ball every time what what my point of any of this is is that Direct action was taken after Matt Walsh said, maybe we should start with Boston Hospital. Right. Direct action. Doctors start getting uh, harassed. Right. Patients getting harassed. Bomb threat. Now a bomb threat. What? It's directly tied to the words <laughs> that someone is crafting. There's a think tank right now. <laughs> Multiple ones. Of people crafting talking points on why, you know, uh, a fr- we shouldn't gender is there's two and that's it and no spectrum and blah 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 and that's that's literally right now they mm-hmm. are doing their level best to continue to marginalize and harm people that they don't understand or that they don't like or that they don't want to, to be around. Um, the effort that they put into that in instead of like minding their own business. Here's my question for law enforcement and the justice system. What are we waiting on? <laughs> what are we waiting on? There's a clear line between these incendiary comments and oh, this propaganda and violence. Are we waiting for an actual bomb to be found? Like I'm the first time I heard about this, I'm look. I'm looking at the hospital like, uh, defamation suit. Like, there's something. Like, like y'all know where he is, right? Yeah. Like, what are we talking about here? Why are we waiting for this to turn into something much more serious, and for lives to be lost, to all of a sudden say, "Hey, you know what? Maybe Matt Walsh, Mike, his mic needs to be cut off, and we need to get him off of social media." This is the part that's so triggering for me, and honestly, why I cannot like we still get police brutality videos every single week i cannot watch them yeah i can't watch them i don't need to see the latest way that we're being brutalized by police yeah unless the end of this video is saying and now this officer has been fired and now this officer has being uh prosecuted uh indicted something something. being held without bond right (laughs) you know there's no plot twist here there's no plot twist so here we are. He is inciting he violence. Is violence. Inciting violence. Yes. He is calling for it. But on he, his very large <laughs> platform, yes. he's calling for it. And it's just, whoa, you know, we're working with law enforcement to make sure our uh, our employees are safe and we're providing a safe environment for our patients. Law enforcement is not doing their job. There's only so much. Oh, no. There's only so much the hospital can do if law enforcement is not going to the root of the problem. Right here. Like, I, I, and it's just yes, it's, and it's Hannah so Montana. And so the reason that the, right. that they don't is they agree. <laughs> you yeah. know, like yeah. the, it, the people that are doing the oppression aren't going to be like, well, but not those ones, right? <laughs> like they agree. Uh, I just found out terrible news, and that is Matt Walsh and I share a birthday. Yikes! 
Today's my last day. I'm going to go ahead and just uh, bury my head in the sand from here on out. I'm so sorry. What? Man, that used to be a great day. What you, <laughs> what you going to do that for? I, you know, the funny thing <laughs> is I was just trying, to, uh, just trying to see, like, when did he start? Right, doing this. That's all I was trying to do, and you know, <laughs> and you found out it was on his birthday. He oh started. God, he started what? from birth, came out. Yeah, yeah, rough stuff. Terrible. Um, that yeah, that's a that's a guy who's got books and movies and mm. a large platform of hatred. Period. That's that's what he does, and that is what the Daily Wire does. That is what you know, any of these media outlets mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're the ones who also just you know uh talk about free speech and and all of that and then don't understand that there are consequences that come with that so everybody keep your eye on that dude um yeah. and more than anything if you didn't understand before today how violent words are and uh what that uh, what allowing those kind of uh, things to be mainstreamed does. I hope you understand it now. I yeah. hope you understand how a person who you could be like, never heard of them, don't care, don't want to pay attention to it. This is also, uh, sorry, I don't mean to go too far, no. but this is also one of the things for me that you can't ignore these folks. And so when people mm-hmm. say things like, oh, well, you're just, your platform or your you're feeding into it why do you why are you paying attention to it just ignore them and they'll go away yeah that's real <laughs> no they fester you, you guys fester well, this They're is like the same termite. yeah this is the the same idea of i don't see color or uh yeah. i don't i don't think about race one it's a lie and two you saying that you don't see it doesn't mean it's not real but it allows you to think that it's not right it allows you to dismiss whatever is happening to those people that you're like, well, if we just ignore it, it'll. So we can't ignore the Matt Walshes. We can't ignore the Ben Shapiro's. And the reason we can't is their audience doesn't ignore them. Right. And if you don't understand who these people are, but you have people talking to you about this great guy that I listened to on YouTube, his name is Matt Walsh. And you're just like, whatever. No, 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 no. You need to know who you're talking to and right. what they're talking about. Right. What do they subscribe to? This is the same thing with uh, Andrew Tate and the Manosphere and uh, what has been going on. Uh, and I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of time on that. But because that's for a later episode. <laughs> but there is there is uh, something to be said about who's noticing the changes in people. Right. And for Andrew Tate, there was a large backlash because I think parents found out from teachers that their kids, their boys, mm-hmm. were uh, being overtly misogynistic and, uh, you know, eight-year-olds. Mm. <laughs> women women need to be in the kitchen. Eight-year-olds. But that's what's... Be- so you can't ignore it. You can't be like, oh, I just... My son watches, you know, some dude that plays games online or whatever like right that's a pipeline and if you're allowing your kids to just fall down that pipeline um you're in we're 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 continuously in the same cycle and world of hurt like yeah 
Yeah. I'll stop talking about it. Listen, we got to take a music break only because I'm very passionate about it. I'll just, I'll get to rambling. Yeah. And it won't be regular rambling. That's the thing. I got it. It'll be vacation rambling. Huh? Who's up for a vacation ramble? You did it. You rather did. Hey, 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 we are back. This is News My Fiance with Morgan Jones and DJ Ambush. Be a part of the show. Choose a text at 971-220-5979. Speaking of texts, I did read Malcolm's wrong. <laughs> Malcolm is not a part of the Only Child Club. Wow. He's an only child in Portland, Oregon, though, so <laughs> you can you can still hang if you want. I, too, am an only child in Portland, Oregon. Huh? Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. No, right. I mean, you're... you're yeah, if we're doing that. Yeah, yeah if we're doing that. <laughs> Rudolph says, I was an older brother, but my younger sister by two years aggressively found Jeebus after our father passed in 2010, and now I'm an only child. Religion it, can do that. It's the smiley face for me. Yeah. <laughs> religion, religion can do that. Yeah. Is that the unifier that some people think it is? It's true. Yeah. Also, I am another, sorry to hear that, though. Yeah. A suggestion. We need a triptych of Jericho, uh, Jericho drum ascending from Brother Voodoo, Voodoo to Doctor Voodoo, Sorcerer Supreme. I agree. Give me that triptych. I'm here for it. And he came up with a name for our team: the X Raiders. Oh wow, wow! That's a win. That's uh, a win. I hope everyone can hear the vacation delight uh, I'm expressing. What I'm not a fan of is this last message that says birthday twinsies. And as much as it's true, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I'm changing my birthday. <laughs> Can you do that? I, I, I'd like get, get the social security office on the phone. P- petition and make Matt Walsh have to change his birthday. Oh, I like this. Yeah. Yes. Because I'm sure once, I really like once my he birthday. tunes into you, he'll be like, I don't want to share birthday. I think you're absolutely right. He'll be like, swine. Yeah. I don't want any of that on my birthday. Those dirty leftists. <laughs> ridiculous. Oh, so ridiculous. So we did a lot of talking, Ambush, mm-hmm. and we, uh, we're going to run into the problem that we did last week, which is we're not going to get to one of these local stories because Alex is going to tell us about a local story. Yes. So in an effort to, uh, to not miss out oh, yeah. on our uh, GOP mega darling oh. centrist democrat <laughs> will you please i will give us the goods yes betsy johnson has attracted a great deal of attention in the lead up to this year's race for governor a former democratic state senator johnson is running as an independent she bills herself as a supposed moderate alternative to extreme liberal or conservative politicians she claims to have no ties to special special interests and to only represent Oregonians. That said, she has plenty of conservative ties, including an A rating from the NRA and well-documented rants railing against the progressive left and wokeness. Mm, that woke. Mm-hmm. Johnson's campaign is capitalizing on a string of political crises in Oregon, including climate change, induced fires, and heat waves pandemic lockdowns and a homelessness crisis clashes between political protesters and increasing dissatisfaction from Oregon's more conservative rural counties. Oh, those guys that want to be in Idaho. Some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Though Oregon hasn't elected a Republican governor since the 1980s, 
Johnson represents a potential conservative edge, making appeals to otherwise liberal Oregonians who are unhappy with Kate Brown's handling of the aforementioned issues. Some political observers are worried that Johnson's presence in the race could tip the scales in Republican candidate tip the scales in Republican candidate Christine Drazan's favor. Drazan is an avid Trump supporter and pro-life politician, which is actually a point that Johnson contests. One of Johnson's major campaign promises is to protect the right to choose, which may make her more appealing to liberal voters. Early surveys suggest that the race is much closer than expected in a typically Democratic state. Though Johnson bills herself as, quote, the people's candidate, she's actually the, 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 ugh, the heiress to a timber fortune and daughter of a career politician. Johnson has been criticized for her characterization of Portland as, quote, ooh, I remember this one, mm-hmm. the city of roaches. Ooh, that's us. In, re- <laughs> in reference to those experiencing houselessness. In addition to this, Johnson often references her affinity for guns and even gloats about her status as a Class three holder, which allows her to own a machine gun. Johnson's record on climate change isn't much better as she attempted to undermine the Democrats' efforts to ban fracking in Oregon. Johnson also has ties with the Timber Unity Group, which represents the state extractive, which represents the state's extractive interests, and has connections to the riots at the Capitol on January 6th. Though Johnson touts herself as a moderate alternative to supposedly extreme Republican and Democratic candidates, she may just be the op- she may just be opening the door to more conservative politicians. May just be. Is it? I don't know how to pronounce that woman's name. Drazen or Drazan? You just said I'd never. I said Drazan. Yeah, I was like, dang, well, that's new. Vacation speak. But I don't know if I don't know if I'm right or or what. I don't care either. Uh, <laughs> I just want to... <laughs> Republicant. Because I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, what scares me? The jam bush. Give it to me. Like you just said, there's a, there's a. Hmm. The lesser three evil situation. Here? She is able to say, "I am, uh, I am, I will steadfastly fight for a woman's right to choose." And there are, there are people who are so upset with in their minds, Kate Brown, but don't believe that they could vote for a Republican. So they're like, oh, but so this person is going to probably be it. Um, I don't spend a ton of time on Reddit, but I do spend some time on Reddit. And that is a consistent conversation there in the Portland subreddit that, I don't know, guys, she might be the best choice. And that... Uh, space Mm -hmm. that that room leaving that room for someone who's lying to us (laughs) whose record shows us different who um and then that's what it's so funny because they'll be like look at her record and i'm like yeah Yeah, look at her record yeah do that i don't think you wanted to say that i don't think you wanted to say that we please stop stepping on my feet i I apologize My bad. <laughs> you said I'm sorry, and I heard it in my head, so I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Tell people. <laughs> Stepping on my feet over here. Yeah. Pussies. Anyway, that's what worries me, is that people don't actually understand uh, what the governor does and is responsible for, 
And they're so upset with just the idea of government <laughs> that, well, she, you know, that Kate Brown ruined everything. She shut down uh, businesses and I schools and I couldn't get a haircut and blah, blah, blah. When I hear I'm here to represent all Oregonians, I hear not Portland. Portland. I hear rural Oregon. And maybe that's what those rural people hear when they say, you know, anything about Portland. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time with the idea that someone who has already caused harm by blocking certain um, measures that could be taken to reduce harm is going to be the person who is changing our situation. Uh, also, I find it very intriguing that it is the people who do not live in Portland who have so much to say about it, who all want to make sure that they get to be in charge of it. Y'all don't live here. Listen, it's a city of roaches, okay? That's why they don't live here. But well, they don't like roaches in their state. So well, they, I, they got a bunch out in the sticks, you know? It ju it just it it is it is frustrating to me, and I I mean even folks in d suburbs. Yeah. If you live in Tigard, why are you so upset about what's going on over here? Tell me, tell tell me. That is a good question. Why it is just so infuriating, the lawlessness here. You know, like what? I have so many. I have so many thoughts. Violence about how they get that way, you know. No, that's a good point. But our our media doesn't help because you know, if it's sensational, we're going to talk about it. Are you and stories like is Portland over? Yes. That type of stuff? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What happened to the old the old uh, Portland that we knew and blah blah blah. It's funny again, uh we have not had a Republican governor since like the eighties or right. something right. like that. Um, the idea that like, well, maybe we should give it a spin ah. <laughs> or that we're going to keep that up and let this Republican who's calling herself a Democrat will elect her. Yeah. Also two plus, and so many of our politicians are Republicans and saying that they are not Ted Wheeler. Oh, I was just about to say it. <laughs> Hello, Teddy. Tedrick. Who are out here doing all of the uh, conservative, diverting, blame, shifting blame, moving things around, rewriting history as it's happening, mm -hmm. and then telling you, I'm okay with gay marriage. So that must mean I'm a Democrat, right? No, it just means you're lying in your campaign. That's it. I, I just really don't want means. anybody to get roped into the idea that she's some sort of independent, you know, maverick that is just going to shake things up and get back to the whatever. What you, uh, why do you have a mission? Yeah. What do you think the cure is for short term memory when it comes so, to. Is this a direct attack on me? No, no. I mean, <laughs> when it comes to, you know, uh, when it comes to citizenry and, and, and like. Oh. It's always that, again, like you said, in, in Reddit and also on Twitter, you know, or look at her record. Yes. Do that. Look at the record. Let's put the infographic together. Yeah. These are the five major points. And just constantly read that and share that and read that and share that and understand who you're actually voting for. 
and and put that up against what she's saying. And then let's come to the understanding that she's not giving us misinformation or disinformation. Hey, she's lying. Yeah. She's lying. And manipulating. Gain, right. She's lying to gain power. Listen, I'm never, ever going to forget that TEDx Portland. Uh, so you knew where I was going next, yeah, huh? Get, just mm-hmm. ambushing those people with her. I just, uh, sorry for. No, name. no. But I, I'm never going to forget that. And that's the kind of stuff for me that that's a very clear manipulation of yeah. situation of, you know, uh, power. And I don't want that person who's going to do that to be in charge. Yeah. You, you, you thought that was a good idea. You thought that was a good idea. Multiple people thought yeah. that was a good idea. Yeah. Multiple people thought maybe this is a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, it would be awesome. And then let's just have Betsy Johnson come out and we'll do a little right. Q&A. And then as a part of that fallout, part of the defense was, well, this wasn't me campaigning because I haven't announced my campaign Because I'm not yet. really running. That you Lie. already registered. Like, You're getting money. You're Phil li- Knight already gave you a milli. So what's up you with that? You can't tell me you ain't running. What's up with, yeah, like that's a blatant lie. Yeah. It's just a blatant lie. That can't be okay. And it can't be the middle ground that you find. Like that, that, so what I worry about is her splitting votes in the way that yeah. she, I don't think that Betsy Johnson is going to necessarily win. I think she is going to make it harder for um, Tina Kotek to win. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to tell anybody who they vote for and all of, of course, those things. Of course, of course, of course. Completely my opinion. Right. <laughs> uh, the opinions expressed on you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, we're just, we don't have time. We don't have the no, time. We no. don't have like, there is the things that have been happening are at a systemic level. So we need systemic change. It's not like yes. the person. And so you can't just blame Kate Brown. You know what I mean? And it won't ever just be one person who changes a system. But their ideals, the ideals of that one person absolutely very matter. important absolutely very important thank you for yeah. finishing my thought yeah. yes that's exactly yeah i mean everyone saw what happened in india like Ugh. like climate change climate uh related disasters are on the tip of everyone's tongue right now and in some ways you know in most ways it's very disappointing and disgusting how the conversation around climate change waxes and wanes in importance when honestly, it's the only, pr- it's the prevailing issue. Nothing else matters if people don't have a place to live. Nothing else matters if we can't exist on the, the planet is literally kicking us off. Yeah. And we're like, no, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I own this planet. Right. So like during the episode of Ask the Black Doctor yesterday that we were taking, we were talking about the politician, uh, the GOP politician that was in chambers crying because he realized that the abortion ban that he voted for had different ramifications that he was unaware of. And now this isn't what I signed up for. You signed up to be a leader. My man did a whoopsie doodles. Right. You signed up to be a leader. (laughs) You signed up to lead your constituents. And now you're saying, Oh, I didn't know that I voted. What I voted on meant this. There are just too many situations. Did he just show up that day? Right. And just did the vote and was like, uh, that's just 
Like, no. Yeah. There's too many situations with people that are in leadership positions voting and making decisions in, 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 in areas where they have zero expertise and we're just allowing them to do it. So if you're coming in as a, coming in as a governor and you're in opposition to policies that will benefit us when we're talking about climate change, then the answer is no. Big time no. If you're anti-science, no. The answer is no. This, this really, I, it doesn't matter if you're pro-guns and say I'm pro-guns and yeah, well, I love her stance on guns, but she doesn't care about whether we'll be able to survive the climate that is that is happening. Like, you're, are you going to shoot, are, are you gonna shoot a hurricane? What are you doing? What does it matter well, if you're pro-guns? Maybe. You break out that, you know, break out that machine gun and shoot at a flood. The amount of money and time and effort that uh, has been put into denying mm-hmm. any sort of uh, human's fault on yeah. um, the climate. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm uh, not saying the right words right now. Yeah, but yeah, what yeah. I'm trying to get yeah. at is management. Yeah, it is the, it is industry, right? Yeah. It is capitalism that is killing the planet and the humans created that not the planet right uh not the things you find in nature you know so they you don't want it to be our fault okay fine then uh f- blame the whoever you yes, need to yes. we have to fight the planet but it's happening yeah just do and, it <laughs> and you can't what i mean like what is the what would we say right. to a, a person who sees what just happened the it floods the fires the uh hurricanes like you see that and you go what that just happens sometimes <laughs> yeah devastating floods that didn't happen for hundreds of right texas happening now and you're like well i mean come on guys it's the summer so oh, it hasn't happened in 100 years it was bound to happen sometime had to come cool, back around cool how do we survive it? Where's the infrastructure for that? It's just, it is an absolute mindset of it's not happening here. And you, because you see something like happen in Thailand or mm. India, you, that, that place doesn't look like where you live, right? Mm. It doesn't, all the things are different. Yeah. So you're like, I'm not, you just don't identify, I guess. And so when the water comes rushing towards your house or your place of work, right? You're not going to be able to be like, that's not real or that's not happening here. It is. And I can tell you one thing. You can't fight water. Right. I mean, California's in the drought. There's that. Um, a little bit closer to home. And also, before we head in the break, we'll for Alice comes. Where is the federal aid mm. going to this company, this country of brown people that have this mm. It's disaster? in the Ukraine. Oh, okay. Then it's time for a music break. I wasn't sure. Listen, someone has to send another text because the last text that was sent in is birthday twinsies, <laughs> and I am continuously getting triggered by watching by seeing this. Rudo, you scamp. Just, I mean, I don't care. Just it could be you. Just hit the keyboard. Just a, just a bunch of jumble. Make letters. it different. I don't want it. <laughs> Just <sighs> put your finger on the number one for a long time. Don't care. And then hit send. Exclamation point send. <laughs> you know you mean it. Freshly back, what we assume was the best vacation ever. You're here to talk about 
poor response times and critical understaffing at the five bureaus. News editor for the Portland Mercury, Alex Zulinski. Good morning, Alex. Good morning. Welcome hey, back. Hey, hey. I did have a really good season and went nice. to Crater Lake for the first time. Oh, oh. yes. How was yeah. it? It was amazing. It's just like the inside of a volcano that you get to walk around in. Wow. Yes, I have to get ambushed there. I have not taken him to see the splendor of this wonderful place. Nor have I been to the falls. No, don't don't tell anybody else. Okay. Okay. It's okay. okay. (laughs) I mean, I've lived in Oregon long enough that I feel like I, you know, I I told people that I hadn't been there and they're like, God, you're, you know, uh, not a true uh, Oregonian. No. You know, not that I'm trying to, to be one, but um, man, it is it is rad. That I is recommend awesome. it. And there's like adorable chipmunks everywhere. What? Oh, come on! I know. Oh. <laughs> it's a lot. It's I am lot. very happy for you. Yeah, <laughs> we love a good trip. Um, yeah, yeah, it was good and needed, and I recommend everyone. Well, I recommend every employer uh, <laughs> offers good vacation time off yes. for good boundaries between work and life for their employees. But yeah, so I'm back though. And um, one of the first things I've, I did was tune into a work session with city council on Tuesday, all about uh, Portland fire and rescue um, and an outside report that was done on kind of how, uh, how they're doing staffing wise and just, you know, if you're meeting kind of the metrics that are required as a uh, fire department based on, you know, national standards. Mm. Um, and the results were kind of alarming. Um, you know, apparently kind of looking back, uh, it appears Portland Fire and Rescue was, um, you know, got a huge budget cut in probably around the Great Recession when a lot of bureaus in the city got, um, you know, were scaled back for financial reasons, but that money didn't really ever come back. And um, it seems like the fire bureau has been making, has been making cuts ever since to kind of make up for that, which honestly like isn't really one of the bureaus you want to be thinking about making those kind of cuts. Um, Especially when they're, you know, they're the ones responding to fires. They're also (laughs) the ones responding to, uh, to most medical emergencies in Portland. Mm. Um, and having, uh, you know, limited staff and also limited, um, limited, uh, stations, you know, they don't really have, there are some areas that have gaps where fire stations are, which require, um, you know, fire stations have had to close, uh, for financial reasons, which require kind of these dead zones where it takes a lot longer for a fire truck to show up Mm. if there's an emergency, uh, kind of like a food desert in a lot of ways, but Mm. a little bit more dangerous. Um, and, uh, based on kind of the, you know, measuring against the national standards, which I guess best practices advise fire staff to arrive on a scene after a 911 call is placed within seven minutes-ish. Okay. Um, and that's because there's kind of this gold standard of, of eight minutes after, you know, based on fire science, which I don't know much about, um, but eight minutes after a fire begins inside a, uh, a structure, it, that's kind of, especially a residential, like a home, if it's inside a room, that's kind of when things start going, um, getting really serious. Oh, and it's much harder to put out a fire. At the same time, 
uh, after the eight minute mark that's without oxygen, if someone has some kind of medical emergency where oxygen is cut off, uh, to them after eight minutes, that's when things get really serious. Brain death begins occurring mm. after that point. And so that kind of leaves fire, uh, teams with a really small window of time between receiving a call and arriving on the scene. And so, that's kind of why the, the best practice is around seven minutes. So you get there and then you're able to like address the thing ideally within a minute, which still for me is like that really fast. Um, yeah. But uh, the data shows that Portland fire has kind of consistently missed that mark for, a, you know, more than five years. This report was looking at five years. Uh, staff uh, in the past year arrived just under 10 minutes on average after mm. a call was placed. Which, you know, it it matters yeah. uh, in a lot of ways, yeah. and um, that, and you know, according to the consultants who kind of did this report, and also to uh, Fire Chief Sarah Boone, a lot of that is just because they're they don't have the staff that um, can respond to things as quickly. You know, if you have one less person on. Uh, at a station, you, you know, might take a second longer to get everyone's gear on. It might take a second longer mm-hmm. to, uh, get the call from 911 to process, okay, this is what this person needs. This is where we're going. Um, so, you know, it, it's definitely a bureau where, where minutes or seconds matter, um, in a lot of ways. And, uh, it, you know, I think it, from the conversation that it sparked among city commissioners on Tuesday, it showed that there is a big interest in wanting to uh, invest in Fire Bureau in a way that hasn't for a while, uh, realizing kind of what's at stake. Um, mm-hmm. But the way that it was talked about, at least by Mayor Ted Wheeler, was that uh, this this is a piece of a bigger conversation that we need to have in the next budget cycle where we start really reinvesting in all first responder programs. Um, and I think that bundles in uh, police, yeah, as he is yeah. the police commissioner, yeah, yeah. Um, and kind of using this crisis within the fire bureau to say, okay, but also we have this crisis within police, um, which, you know, yeah. kind of sets the stage to what will be an interesting conversation <laughs> next uh, next year regarding the budget. Um and it's an important one, you know, like at, at the end of the day, this is costing people's lives, yeah. right. probably. Right. Um, and uh, and it, it, a thing that was interesting to me was that the um, kind of the consultants that came and presented this report were questioned kind of about how Portland compares to other uh, municipalities in the, in the country when it comes to these response times and just like the size of the fire bureau and um, and it seems like it's kind of on trend in a lot of ways that every uh, every fire bureau has been dealing with just really high call rates, mm. people relying on them for not just fires, but honestly mostly medical emergencies. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the consultant said that that is really because we, you know, our country has really disinvested in preventative care and healthcare in general. And so people are just saying, well, when a crisis happens, I got 911. Um, yeah. And I can just get, you know, a fire, a, a paramedic here to, to resuscitate me. Yeah. Um, right. Which, which is, 
not, I mean, if if anyone gets anything from this, um, it's a PSA that like don't rely on 911, at least in Portland, to be your medical provider. It's both very expensive, yeah, <laughs> um, and it's it's a bit unreliable right now. And so you want to make sure you have um, a bit more of a safety net in place, which like understandably our society has not really created those. And that's why um, 911 is being relied upon so much, but it's uh, yeah, it's a little shocking that the recommendations in this report were kind of expected, you know, it's like, Hey, you need to hire 30, you know, uh, 35, at least uh, full-time staff, in supervisory roles because kind of a lot of the supervisor and administrative jobs have been cut to, to you know, transition people onto fire trucks to kind of respond to things. Mm. But a lot of the organizing and structure of the bureau is pretty messy because of that. Um, and also uh, to build at at least one new station in uh, one of kind of the dead zones of of stations in Portland, which is up in, uh, in the Cully neighborhood in Northeast Portland. Um, there, they showed a map that showed kind of how quickly fire trucks can get to different neighborhoods around town. And, um, you know, it, it was a, a long time up in, in Cully. So, um, recommendations that it sounds like the city is taking really seriously, but I don't think will, um, we'll be addressing in a vacuum. It'll be part of kind of a bigger conversation around investing in all first response, um, you know, in general, which isn't a surprise. Like we have known for a while that Ted Wheeler has wanted to uh, boost the size of the (laughs) police bureau for, um, you know, year over year. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, a lot of kind of the concerns that we heard from the fire chief are really similar concerns we heard, we've heard from the police bureau. Apparently it's really hard to hire fire, uh, firefighters right now and paramedics. Um, I think kind of like any, everywhere, uh, people are not super eager, especially people who maybe worked in first response before are, you know, really thinking about their lives and, and, and mm-hmm. not sure if they want to put themselves in danger, especially if, um, their employers aren't going to be valuing them as much. And who knows, you know, many reasons why people aren't, uh, who are avoiding joining the workforce right now. And so that seems to be another problem too, though, just recruitment, um, which, you know, is always a big deal. So, yeah. yeah. I, I just want to go back to the, the, if anybody gets anything from this, do not rely on 911 as your medical provider. That is yeah, really, really, really the most important. Also, I just, I have to, Ted Wheeler is all lives mattering. Um, the fire department, like that's a, hey, we have a real big problem over here. And he's like, well, let's address it for everybody. Right. And yeah, uh, great leadership there. Yeah, that's not how <laughs> things get fixed. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he did, he did say that like, Hey, this is not something that can be solved with one time funding. So I think okay. there is a commitment to not just kind of patch it together. Um, but I think he is probably going to be using it as a way to have a bigger conversation. Yeah. Yeah. As, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as we've seen. Yeah. Uh, Alex, so happy to have you back. Thank you so much for, uh, yeah, of course. 
giving us the goods because these are the, I mean, these are the things. Even the horrifying goods. Even the horrifying goods. We need it always. Thank you so much. I'm here for Yep. Have a good week. You too. That was Alex Zielinski, news editor of the Portland Mercury. Tune in every Thursday at 845 to hear an update from the Mercury right here on News with Fiance. Mm-hmm. So, Rudo heard your request. Oh, what I get? Followed up with a couple more text messages. I love it. It's the gift that uh-huh. gives Uri the <laughs> <laughs> Also, 911 is a joke in my town. You're correct. Hey, I know that song. You're correct. <laughs> <laughs> you got another text. Uh, so you don't think Betsy will grab as many Republicans who hate where the party has mm. gone as Democrats? Ready for a 30-30-30 split race? Hand-wringing much? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, anything's possible. Yeah, any and everything. I just don't think that... Um, as we get out of here, mm-hmm. I don't think as many Republicans don't like the way that the party is going oh, as yeah. we are getting nah. told. So, uh, yeah. False flag. False flag. Yeah. Yeah. Today's show is made possible thanks to Morgan Dillon and Jay Ambush, Edgar Brass Lucas, Podcast Editor Kyle and our guest, Alex Remember, Poverty is a policy choice and power to the people. Also, blame systems, not people. Hello. Bye. Thanks for listening.